Meet Reed Lance Rosenthal, rancher, number one best-selling award-winning author, and unabashedly, unapologetically on the right side of the outstanding issues of our generation. But don't try to fence him in. Sometimes his positions will surprise you because Reed is definitely his own man with his own opinions. You might love him, you might hate him, but you won't be able to stop listening. Step over to the right side with Reed. Howdy listeners from coast to coast, the Gulf to Canada, and around the globe. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio, the final show of 2023. I'm going to bring you my self-report card, and you can listen to last show of the year last year on the therightsideradio.com. Just go to the search bar, put in December 2023. You can make a determination on the grades I give myself. You can grade me if you wish. I'm going to tell you how well I did on my forecast for last year, and I'm going to make the prognostications for this year. And let's start off today, before we get into our prognostications and report card for last year's forecasts, with our founder's quote. And our quotes today are from George Washington, in fact, two, which I think in the uncertainty of the times that are coming in 2024 and the travesties which have been lavished upon this country by the people illegitimately in power and the uncaring bullies of the global elite, these are particularly salient. Quote, the time is near at hand which must determine whether Americans are to be free men or slaves, unquote. And the second quote, quote, experience teaches us that it is much easier to prevent an enemy from posting themselves than it is to dislodge them after they have got possession, unquote. Think about that, folks, as I go through my report card for last year and my prognostications for this, because enemies have posted themselves right here in these United States. And before I get started on my report card, myself, <laughs> myself grading here, let me tell you that we're doing a little shuffle in the AM stations we're on around the country. You know, this occurs periodically. And there may be some of you listening to this show right now who are not able to get me on your station, as you are accustomed to, starting the first week of January. And I may be off that station for a while until we're back on, and we may be on another station in your area. We'll get you that updated news. But remember, and write this down, you can listen to the show every single week, www.ontherightsideradio.com, and on a zillion different apps. So you don't have to miss a show, even if I'm not greeting you from the speakers of the radio for a spell, hither, yither, and yon, depending upon your location. And I did not get any emails, I'm surprised, on people saying, would they like to see kind of a visual, you know, a video, a YouTube-type Substack Rumble weekly show with my ugly maw and bobbing cowboy hat bringing you the Cowboys' take? Let me know what you think. On the right side radio at Reagan.com. On the right side radio at Reagan.com. Now, the report card for 2023 prognostications. If you remember, I told you that the lawsuits would be gearing up against Big Pharma against government and against companies and government entities that mandated illegally folks getting the jabs, an experimental drug, which, as we've learned, is what it is not, which is an experimental drug and not a vaccine, as I told you, from the very inception. I mean, when they first said they were going to roll it out, all you had to do was read the clinical studies of Moderna and Pfizer and AstraZeneca and Johnson and Johnson and et cetera down the road. And the lawsuits, folks, are a-coming. 
I told you in the last two weeks about the massive lawsuit Ken Paxton down there in Texas has filed against Pfizer. There are others in the works and filed and in process around the globe. And you're going to see this pick up a whole head of steam in the coming year. I will give myself an A on that one. I told you that there would be, unfortunately, little accountability for the increasing amounts of corruption and the increasing amounts of corruption being uncovered within government, particularly at the federal level, but also at the state and local level. And unfortunately, except for a few dim glimmers of accountability light, I was unfortunately right on that, so I'll give myself an A. I said that we needed to change tactics as conservatives. We needed to get as aggressive as the left and start using some of their own tactics against them. Well, I was right in saying that, but unfortunately, I was wrong in thinking it would gain the head of steam it needs to gain. It just didn't do it. It needs to. Let me give you an example. You know, the persecution, illegal, unconstitutional persecution that President Trump is being subjected to. Well, why is it that some red AGs in red states or DAs in areas in red states can't indict Joe Biden? His bribery, his corruption, in my mind, his treason, has been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. It's all documented. It's black and white. It's his own bank records. It's the testimony of dozens of people intricately involved in the Biden crime family. We really need to get on the stick. As our good friend Barry Obama once said, you never bring a knife to a gunfight. I give myself a C on that one. I told you that the Fed would keep raising rates. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I was right on that one, too. And we're going to talk a little bit about today in my forecasts about what the future of the Federal Reserve just may be beginning in 2024. I told you that the dollar would weaken. Well, overall, it has weakened. Down from a high of about 136 or 140, which, by the way, is the index of the dollar against a basket of currencies around the globe, to 103 to 105 at the current time. And we're going to talk a little bit about, in my forecast for the coming year, what I think is going to be happening with the dollar due to a series of other events, which I'm going to give you my best guess forecast at. I'll give myself an A on that one. I warned you at the end of 2021 and at the end of 2022 that because of the idiotic tendencies of the idiots, should we say purposeful and intentional idiots, at the Treasury, the Federal Reserve, and in this... Barack Obama third term, that we were, shall we say, giving impetus to the enemy, China, Russia, the BRICS countries, and that they would find a way through the currency, because all wars are economic. How many times have I said that? They would find a way through the currency to attack the reserve status of the dollar and weaken our economy, weaken our military, weaken our purchasing power, weaken our trade, and weaken us and the Western world. And I will give myself a B- minus on that. Because I really thought they would come out last year, by last year I mean 2023, I guess this year still, for a day or so, with a gold-backed BRICS currency. But there's so much squabbling within the BRICS, you know, there, there is no honeymoon period over in that group, that they didn't get that done. But, as my forecast will share with you, 2024 might be a different story because the complexion of who runs the BRICS is going to change in 2024. I told you that real estate would enter a prolonged decline. No market would be immune. And I was partially right. Mortgage applications are down astronomical percentages. Home sales are down astronomical percentages. Inventory is rising, in some cases, very rapidly in terms of numbers of units and percentage of a total real estate market that is for sale or in transition. I forecast that the BNB 
outfits. You know, vacation rentals would be in decline. And I also forecast that there would be price drops. I'm going to give myself a C plus B minus on this one. Because yes, much of that happened. Days on market have dramatically increased. Inventory has dramatically increased. Home sales have dramatically decreased. New home sales have dramatically decreased. But we haven't seen, except in a few markets, a drop in prices of any magnitude. I mean, they're softening, but you haven't seen that precipitous drop like you did in the Great Recession of 08, 09, and 2010. And the only reason for that is people don't want to move because the asset on their home, because of the rising interest rates, is their 3% or 3.5% mortgage. I told you that rents would fall for a number of economic reasons, but primarily a decrease in the number of households in the United States, putting aside 10 million people over the southern border. And I was spot on. Rents have fallen. I'll give myself an A on that. I forecast that overall demand for houses would be down. Well, demand for rentals has dropped because of a contraction in the number of households. People are doubling up because of the economic malaise that we face. Never mind the government BS to the contrary. But demand has not dropped, which in some way, shape, and form is also supporting prices. I'll give myself a D-plus on that one. I told you that we will continue to see, in fact, an increasing flow of red-thinking folks to red states and blue-thinking folks to blue states. And within the states, blue to blue and red to red in terms of rural and municipal areas. I was right on. In fact, there was a big article about a week ago to be on Rat-a-Tat-Tat about how the three most liberal states, Illinois, New York, California, have lost population. This is, these are red folks moving out of the state to red states, despite a tremendous influx of illegal aliens. And that includes California. I give myself an A on that one. I told you that the jobs market would begin to contract and that we would begin to see the end of some of these zombie companies, the companies that literally can't survive at any interest rate or cost of capital above 0%. Well, we have begun to see the crumbling of the zombies. Bankruptcies, corporate bankruptcies are up 30%, the highest they've been in 15 to 20 years. And we have seen a softening in the job market, never mind this nonsense that the government feeds you on employment and unemployment. We've been over that a million times. Do you really have a new job that you can count for government statistics? If it's simply a part-time job that's been filled by somebody who already has two part-time jobs, I think not. And 695,000, we don't have last month's figures yet, in the three months preceding November, 695,000 full-time jobs have been lost, and there's already companies from FedEx to Pizza Hut, you name it, forecasting rather massive cuts in the coming year. Pizza Hut is laying off 1,200 of its delivery people. You will no longer be able to get a Pizza Hut pizza delivered by a Pizza Hut driver. Hello, Uber. Hello, Food Dash or Door to Door or whatever it's called. I'll give myself an A on that one. I told you that immigration would continue unabated, probably increase, and that we would continue to get the lying lip service from Biden, Barry Obama's third term, and that creep and traitor Mayorkas, whom I warned you about long before rhino Republicans put him over the top after he was nominated for head of Department of Homeland Security. I will very, unfortunately, underline very, give myself an A on that one. And I don't see any abatement, folks, in the coming year. We'll be talking about that. I told you that the left would try to employ their nudge strategy, you know, one step at a time, the slow boil of the frog, in terms of amnesty or illegal aliens voting 
or a smoother, easier path to citizenship. Because all those poor illegal aliens, you know, those young men from 18 to 24 that you see coming, streaming across the border in the videos, you know, they've had such a rough life. You know, that military training they received in Russia and China and in terrorist cells and organizations throughout the Mideast before they were sent over here. It's been a very rough life for them. And that is, in fact, what you saw in 2023. It didn't gain a lot of traction, thank goodness, but you will continue to see, and in fact, a more concerted push on that score. In other words, getting the vote to illegal aliens in 2024, particularly because we have a key election just 10 months from now. I'll give myself a very unfortunate A on both of those immigration forecasts. I warned you that Biden was moving full steam ahead. Well, Biden doesn't move full steam ahead on anything other than falling down steps. But I told you that Biden, Obama's third term, would be in overdrive getting judges appointed because the judiciary, at least portions of the judiciary, is the only thing that has stood between us and them in terms of progressive, anti-American, and unconstitutional policies. And indeed, that's been the case. Fortunately, not as fast as he could go, and not as slow as he might be forced to go if we didn't have a bunch of rhinos in the Senate, but he has appointed 209 as of November, 209 folks, all of them rather creepy, to the federal bench ships, we shall call them, at various levels in the federal judiciary. I'll give myself an A- minus on that one. I told you that they would continue to beat the drums of health fear. You know, you're going to die from this, that, or the other. And if you don't die, you're going to be crippled and disabled. And, oh, it's going to be horrible. And think of your kids and think of grandma. Think of your country. Be patriotic. Stick that needle in your arm. Get that flu shot. Line up. Get them all at once. It doesn't matter that the studies show that's really bad for you. And... Boy, has that been the case, right? They've thrown various variants at us, you know, the COVID variants. And they've talked about this new disease out of Africa and this new disease, the current one being the children's respiratory, the white lung disease in China. They've thrown that at us like, you know, spaghetti at a wall to see if it sticks. I'll give myself an A on that one. Don't expect it to abate either. I warned you that they would try mandates again, that masks would try and come back that new vaccines would be developed. You know, you got to line big farmers' pocket. That vaccine passports would begin to be discussed once again. And sure enough, folks, all of that has come true. You may remember my rant story, just as one for instance. I'm sure you're familiar with them in your own area. I'll give myself an A on that. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal, and obviously I've done a pile of research on this little series of personal financial preparedness I'm bringing you. And in doing so, I looked at a bunch of precious metal dealers. There's a bunch of them out there. Some are very good, but I think one of the very best, BBB, A-plus rated, five-star rated, is Harvard Gold Group. They have a terrific private direct delivery program, your house, your business, your investment accounts. They can help you set up your investment accounts to hold these metals I negotiated, by the way, a $250 discount on your first order through them, which I think is kind of cool. And they have a lowest price guarantee. 
whether it's gold or silver, and they will be happy to talk to you about that and how it works. So call them, 844-977-GOLD, or go to their website, harvardgoldgroup.com, and use the code READ, READ, that's me, to get your $250 discount and some other goodies. Are you a fan of the 1883 miniseries? Then you will love its partial inspiration, Threads West, an American saga. The number one national Amazon and Barnes & Noble best-selling multi-generational epic saga of the American story in the West. Recipient of a whopping 37 national awards, including Best Historical Fiction, Best Multicultural Fiction, Best Fiction Series, Best Romance, and Best Western. You will recognize the characters that live in these pages. They are you. They are us. This is not only their story, it is our story. Threads West is written by Wyoming rancher Reed Lance Rosenthal. Lois Henderson, Chief AD Library Information Services, proclaims fluent and strong, sensual, evocative, and unforgettable. Compared to McMurtry's Pulitzer Prize winning Lonesome Dove and Michener's Centennial, Rosenthal's epic masterpiece will rival even some of Louis LaAmour's best loved work. Call the Gone with the Wind of the West and Sackets on Steroids. Get it now. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Kindle, Nook, Audible, or the publisser, ThreadsWestSeries.com. I told you that very unfortunately, sadly, tragically actually, we would begin to see the effects of these experimental drugs on the population. And I warned you that these people don't care about you. They have their own agenda, one of them being depopulation, one of them being in speeding the shift in demographics we've discussed previously. And very unfortunately, tragically, and horribly, that has been the case. Sudden death syndrome, increasing disability, all-cause mortality, dramatically increasing, particularly in younger age groups, where it should not increase at all. All has come to pass, and in fact, really regrettably, is accelerating. I will give myself a sad A on that. I told you that the WHO would make a huge push for the pandemic treaty. You know, let's concentrate that power at the global level to shut the world down. And boy, has that been the case. I told you that UN treaties would become front and center. Once again, the globalists exercising their muscles. And a UN who hates America, even though we fund them. I mean, you think we ought to maybe stop that? Trying to jam international controls down our throats and supplant international control authority and rules, conjured out of thin air, for our Constitution. And that has certainly been the case. The UN Small Arms Treaty, UN Agenda 2030, the WEF, Paris Accord groups, and I can go down the list. Once again, pots of spaghetti being thrown at the American wall to see what will stick to and cover various aspects of the Constitution. I'll give myself an angry A at that. I forecast that you would see an upswell in battles over education, that people would be organizing, that school boards would be overturned, that the times they were changing on the education scene. And for the most part, that's been the case. Unfortunately, there are still areas where progressives rule the roost of education. I mean, look at this nonsense that's going on on college campuses right now where I hope very few of you, I know there are some, are spending fifty dollars or $100,000 a year to send your kid to brainwashing camp. Education? How do you spell that? I brought you a survey last week of what, what young Americans have been taught as manifested in their opinions, about Israel, Palestine, the Arabs, Gaza. It's shocking. I'll give myself a B-plus 
on that one. I told you that the governments of the world, in conjunction with these global organizations, the UN, the WHO, the elite group, you know, like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and a host of others, including our friend Zucker there at Facebook and other communist social media groups, along with their complicit and corrupt allies in the mainstream media, would be pushing, you know, uh, starting to grade people and companies on their carbon footprint, talking about and beginning to implement the first phases of digital ID, you know, that progressive nudge factor, and beginning to implement through ESG, DEI scores at the corporate level, and kind of bringing them down to a personal level. Not a full-fledged, but a type, you know, the slow boil of the frog, digital ID. And in fact, that has been the case. I will give myself a regrettable A on that score. And I told you that the first digital currencies, kind of the foundation of digital currencies would come out. And wow, what did we have in July and August? Oh, yes, the Fed now, the new federal digital thing, which is just between banks, you know, it will never be forced on individuals. Oh, yes, right. I'll give myself an A on that one. I told you that we are now engaged in a foot race between the globalist cabal and the population, particularly that portion of the population who knows, understands, and desires freedom. And around the globe, will enough of the population awaken to thwart the globalists, or will the globalists move quickly enough in exercising total control through censorship, through digital ID, through social credit scores, carbon footprints, you name it, to stay ahead of the awakening of people around the globe. The outcome is still in doubt, folks, but there's no doubt that the foot race is getting faster. It's getting more serious, and it's becoming more critical. I'll give myself an A on that one. I told you that it was 50-50 whether China would make its move on Taiwan. I'll give myself a D on that one. I told you Russia will not back down in Ukraine. I'll give myself an A on that one. I told you that Ukraine would be outed as a cesspool of cor corruption and a toilet bowl of American taxpayer dollars. I'll give myself an A on that one. I warned you that coming problems with Iran would begin to get us to the point of showdown. Unfortunately, you have <laughs> you have a senile old geezer pretending to be president while the real president of the United States, our friend Barry, is a lover of Iran. So all that has obviously shaped up with the current tensions in the Middle East. What the outcome will be? Well, listen to my forecasts, which are coming up after this. I told you problems would brew in a number of areas around the country on a local level because America was perceived as weak. This has been true in Africa. I've brought you those stories. And true in Serbia. I brought you that story, and a host of other areas around the country. In fact, Venezuela is now making a move on Guyana. So I'll give myself a regrettable A on that score. And we'll talk about where all these conflicts and others that you don't know about yet may head in 2024 in the forecast part of the show upcoming. I told you that the U.S. military was and would continue to weaken, unfortunately, because of woke policies at the top, because of the mandated jabs. <laughs> then ruled to be illegal. And that it, recruitment woes, which were up, quite apparent at the beginning of 23, would continue and accelerate, which they have. More prognostications on the military coming up for 2024, particularly in this period of potential world conflagration. But unfortunately, I have been correct in my forecasts about the American military. And I thank all the men and women that serve, and I ask that their commanders at least at the very top levels, you know, the Joint Chiefs, etc., 
do the right thing and retire. Get out of the way. So those were my primary forecasts for last year. Go back and listen to last year's show on the rightsideradio.com. Once again, the search bar, just type in December 2023. It'll pop right up. See what you think. Let me know what you think the score should be. So now let's talk a little bit about what the Cowboys' take is on the upcoming year of 2024. Let me preface this. It's complicated. There are a lot of moving parts out there. There is the economies of the U.S., Europe, the Western world, the BRICS countries, and all the associated countries within the BRICS countries, each of whom has their own kind of thing going. There's China, who faltered on their restart after their COVID nonsense, but who might or might not come back, which begins to drive demand in other sectors of the world. And there are what I'm sure is going to be black swans. Black swans are unknown, unforeseen surprise events, kind of like the Hamas attack on Israel on October 7th, 911 way back there in 2001, and on and on and on. The failure of the banks in March of last year. These black swans can be geopolitical, they can be military, they can be economic, they can be terror. And each one of these black swans, depending upon its severity, depending upon its reach, shall we say, geopolitically or nationally or internationally, can have huge impacts on economy, on politics, on international relations. So we have the unknown of the black swan out there. What I am sure of is there is going to be one or more black swans. We'll talk a little bit about this in this forecast. First of all, let's start with the economy. You hear talk about soft landings and this and that and the other. Look, we're going to have a recession. We are probably already in recession if if the government wasn't lying to us. Remember how we were, by the definitive terms that have been used for decades and decades and decades, two successive quarters of declining GDP in recession last year. But the government redefined the definition of recession. Well, how handy is that? My personal opinion is this recession is not going to be a soft landing. Now, whether a hard landing is precipitated by a black swan event or whether sheer math, you know, 33, 34 trillion in debt, a trillion a year in interest payments alone on that debt, a deteriorating job market, the wealth effect. In other words, when real estate starts declining noticeably in value in many markets, not just a few selective markets right now, people feel less wealthy, (laughs) and they are, and they spend less, which of course contributes to the overall decline of the economy. Part of what drives a recession, of course, is interest rates. Always recessions, and when I say always, going back decades, recessions follow the peak of interest rates in a Fed raising interest rate cycle. You can look at the charts and it's clear as day. But the other factor is liquidity, right? The amount of money in the system and the amount of money in the system. And here's where you start getting into some of this, oh, play upon each other, interdependence, interrelationships of things, which make it so hard to forecast right now, is the money supply, is liquidity. You can have high interest rates and fairly high liquidity, which is what we have right now. It's one of the reasons inflation hasn't dropped like a stone, although it has dropped at least somewhat, even discounting the government nonsense. I can tell you that inflation is sure as hell, not 3.1%. Once again, shadowstatistics.com. Take a look at what they have to say, and that's using the old barometers of inflation, employment, etc., not the newfangled gizmos done for political purposes as a massive economic psyops on the world and the American people. The higher the liquidity, folks, the higher the potential inflation rate. The lower the liquidity, the less economic activity and the more pronounced economic retraction. 
rates play their role too. Obviously, the cost of capital, whether you're a household buying a car or buying an appliance or whatever, or corporate entities who want to expand, want to add new employees, or simply need to service debt if they're a zombie, all these factor in, and they are interdependent. My personal forecast for you, and remember, I'm not an economist. I wouldn't go out and bet your house on what I'm telling you, but it's something for you to think about and research, come to your own conclusions, is that we are going to see a period of lower inflation. We may even see a period of quote-unquote deflation, at least by government terms. You know, the Fed has to take a victory lap. But remember that the Fed is not a public entity. It is a private bank supposedly operating independently of the government, but you know how that story goes. That dog really doesn't hunt. And remember that the Fed, being a private bank, comprised of member banks, is all about the banking industry and Wall Street. It's not about the American middle class. There may come a time, it may be in 2024, it may be later, when the Fed has to make a decision. Do we save the system or do we save the currency? My personal opinion is that they will save the system because the system is the banks and Wall Street. And the currency is really middle America, which in the end, they don't care about whatsoever. So my forecast is for decreasing inflation. Never mind the fact the inflation numbers are giving you a wrong, but decreasing inflation Maybe a potential period of deflation, and then as they inject more liquidity into the system, as they lower interest rates, supposedly to combat, you know, what's happening to the middle class, but really to help the banks, who are their members, you will see inflation kick off again and with a vengeance. I think that time and math and just the normal cycle of life, you know, people die, boomers have more property than any other sub-segment of the demographics of the United States, and for that matter, the Western world, and they own the most property. And when they die, that property will be disposed of one way or the other. People get into financial trouble. They have to sell assets, which includes their house. People may be downsizing. The kids have left the home. They no longer need a big place. It's time to sell. And I think as the inventory of housing grows, and it's growing in just about every place around the country, there'll be more and more pressure coupled with the decline in the number of households looking for a roof. In other words, people doubling up because of economic problems. You're going to see rental rates continue to decrease. And I really think that although it's been staved off by a set of really unencountered factors in the past, you're going to see the price of housing decrease. And then, of course, you have government intervention. There's nothing that the government touches that it doesn't screw up. Government, by its nature, is, for the most part, notwithstanding all the government workers who really try hard and work hard, government, by its nature, is incompetent. They always lag. They are never proactive. And this government, the federal government that we have now, the illegitimate federal government we have now, and the blue states are hell-bent on control. And that means controlling property. That means controlling you. It means controlling your wallet. Let me give you an example. Out in California, they're now implementing a program where if you qualify, you can buy a house, and California will give you all or most of the down payment. Ah, but, you know, there's a gotcha. And that is California is your partner in the house. (laughs) Just think about how wonderful it would be to have a partner in your house as a government. Think about how quickly decisions could be made and how great those decisions would be for you in the future. We all know the reality of that. You're going to see this as an increasing trend over 2024, particularly in blue states who will lead the way. And I think you're going to see an attempt at the federal level to get federal fingers in the pie of private property. 
You know, the ideologues who run this government right now illegitimately, Barack Obama's third term, don't like the idea of private property unless, of course, it's theirs. I mean, he would no sooner give (laughs) an interest in his Martha Vineyard house and uh, sprawling acreage or his Washington, D.C. mansion to a government entity than he would, you know, breathe cyanide. But you are expected to. Remember the words of Klaus Schwab, our buddy at the WEF? You will own nothing and you will be happy. Well, that kind of goes right to this government interference in and ownership of private property. Because private property is ownership, isn't it? The dollar. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal, and obviously I've done a pile of research on this little series of personal financial preparedness I'm bringing you. And in doing so, I looked at a bunch of precious metal dealers. There's a bunch of them out there. Some are very good, but I think one of the very best, BBB, A-plus rated, five-star rated, is Harvard Gold Group. They have a terrific private direct delivery program, your house, your business, your investment accounts. They can help you set up your investment accounts to hold these metals. I negotiated, by the way, a $250 discount on your first order through them, which I think is kind of cool. And they have a lowest price guarantee, whether it's gold or silver, and they will be happy to talk to you about that and how it works. So call them, 844-977-GOLD, or go to their website, harvardgoldgroup.com, and use the code READ, READ, that's me, to get your $250 discount and some other goodies. Hey listeners, this is Reed Lance Rosenthal, your host of On the Right Side Radio, and I have a message for you. Do you want a business? Sell a product? Provide a service? Have a message you want to get out? Do you believe in freedom, the Constitution, and America? Here's your opportunity to reach 69 million sets of ears in scores of markets around the country, including five of the top 10 and 15 of the top 50 markets in the United States of America. Very affordable, very flexible, 30 and 60 second packages available. Give your business a boost and help America get the truth. Call Francis at Media Airtime at 602-300-8250, 602-300-8250, or write Francis at MediaAirtime.com. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-S at MediaAirtime.com. Thank you. I think you're going to see a weaker dollar in the upcoming months, but I think that these black swan events, as yet unknown other than I'm sure they're going to occur, is going to drive foreign investors and domestic investors into the dollar, not because the dollar is great, but it is, uh, what was that phrase I heard the other day? It's the cleanest shirt in the dirty laundry, at least for now. So you're going to see an overall downward trend in the dollar. I think it's down to 103 right now relative to a basket of other currencies. I think you're going to see that go down, but you're going to see spikes where it may pop back up to 110 or 115, depending upon what's happening globally, both on an economic sense and, just to be flat out, war. And, of course, the psychological impact of Black Swan's event coming but unknown as to extent, duration, location, and type. I think you're going to see the BRICS countries start to solidify a little bit. You know, there's nothing like a common enemy, in this case the United States and the United States dollar, to motivate people to put aside their differences, at least for the time being. The old Arab saying, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, I think will come into play. And you may see in 2024 what didn't happen in 2023. 
the advent of some type of alternative currency, not just the BRICS countries trading amongst themselves in their own currencies or in gold, which recently happened between China and Russia, but in terms of a more uniform currency of the BRICS. And I think it will be asset-backed probably by gold. Remember that the, f- the foreign central banks of the world have been purchasing 1,000 to 1,100 tons. That's tons. You know, that's uh, 2,000 pounds times 16 ounces a pound. You figure it out. Of gold over the last, oh, five to seven years, and it's accelerating. There's a reason for this. And it's not just a distrust of the dollar or the American financial system or the American political system or the powers that illegitimately are running the show in Washington, D.C. right now. This is really the foundation of a new, or should we say an alternate new type of currency. And one of the reasons I think this will accelerate in 2024 is that guess who takes over as the president, if you will, or the head of the BRICS group? That's right, Russia. And of all the countries on the planet, Russia has the biggest axe to grind with the United States. China has a separate axe to grind, more dangerous in the long run, but Russia is not a happy camper right now. And it is Russia whom lost $600 billion of its dollar equivalents to theft, basically, by the United States when the Ukraine war broke out. They have a score to settle. And Russia knows that the key to bringing down America is the American economy and the American dollar. And they will do everything they can to attack it. They will try and get done what they could not get done in 2023, an alternate currency. Taxes. Remember that the government has only your property, which they now want to own a piece of, and your pocketbook as a source of income. That's their only source of income, folks. And one of the ways that they finance themselves, obviously, is taxes. Well, remember that the Trump tax cuts expire in 2025, and that's a big deal. The estate exemption goes way, way down from its current, I think, $13 million, up from $11 million when the tax cuts were passed down to $4 million, $5 million. Big difference. You may see it decreased further by a greedy and desperate government with $34 trillion in debt, primary debt, and another 150 give or take, trillion in non-primary but full faith and security debt. You know, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, etc. Pensions. I think you're going to see pensions, and I warned you about this two years ago. You're going to see pensions in trouble. Remember that the government, as a political ploy using your tax dollars, already bailed out several union pensions. I'm sure that the quid pro quo, other than the union bosses and government folks pocketing some money along the way, was huge campaign contributions going forward, 2022 and 2024. Remember that your tax dollars are being used to finance the pensions in Ukraine. Oh, yeah, that's just great. You're going to see more and more of that in 2024. And then, of course, you have the Mideast problem. We're going to talk about that under international when I get to that little section here on the forecast. But right now, oil is depressed. It's in the 73 to 75 range, give or take. That's American crude, a little bit higher than that for Brent, which is kind of the international measure. And I think you're going to see oil kind of hover there partially because as we move into recession, there's less economic demand. But once again, a black swan event can change that in a heartbeat. And even if oil remains at the same price, you're going to see the cost of goods and services under upward pressure because with the Houthis running around launching rockets at tankers and freighters and American warships, a number of big shipping concerns and oil-related concerns are now ignoring the normal passage and transit routes and sending their ships all the way around Cape Horn. This adds 40% to the cost of transportation of whatever goods they're carrying, including energy. And those shipping costs, which that's a steep increase, are going to be reflected in prices of all those goods 
and energy. On the immigration front, don't look for any abatement in the immigration. Oh, maybe there'll be a little show of it, you know, three, four, five months before the election just to try and get some votes and to pretend. But 547,000 illegal aliens were intercepted. They're figuring that they're missing 20 to 30 percent of the illegal entries into this country. Let's just take 20 percent. That puts you at about 600,000, 650,000 illegal aliens coming into this country just in the first quarter, that's October, November, December, of 2023. That's the first quarter of 2024 for the government. Multiply that out. Extrapolate it out. It's huge. I think you're going to see a renewed and concerted push for some type of amnesty, at least for certain classes of these illegal aliens, or some long-stay visa, or some simplified path to citizenship. And I think you're going to see blue areas, as San Francisco has done and certain areas in New York have done, give illegal aliens the right to vote in local elections as a precursor, as a slow boil of the frog to get their participation in national elections. And because such a large number of these illegal aliens are unvetted, because they're being allowed to come into the country, because of their age and demographic makeup, i.e., young military-age males, coupled with the concerns, the sudden concerns, of the FBI, like Ray, over terrorism and the blow-up in the Mideast, I think one of the black swan events that could occur is either a number of concerted and coordinated smaller terror attacks within a very limited duration of time, power stations, food stores, mass shootings, whatever your mind wants to conjure up, or a very large, or perhaps a set of large terror attacks. Either way, this could be one of the black swan events I'm warning you about. So in one fell swoop, illegal immigration, number one, breaks the United States Bank, which is the Cloward and Piven theory, which third-term President Obama is a fan of. He knew Cloward and Piven. He was trained by Cloward and Piven, amongst other radicals. Number two, it starts changing demographics in the United States and starts changing the voting base. Number three, where these illegal aliens land will change population numbers for the census, which changes representation in Congress. And number four, the damage that they bring to Americans in the form of terror will be used to try and drive nails into the coffin of the Second Amendment. And along these lines, you have the reparations question. I predict that a number of other cities and towns, besides the ones who have already gone the reparations route, you know, that everybody laughed at me when I brought up five years ago, you're going to see more and more to buy votes with taxpayer money offer reparations. You know, the progressive feel-good disguise. And I think you'll see the same in states. And it's already been introduced in Congress. I brought you these stories and got shot down. But you're going to see increasing attempts to get reparations done on a national level. On the international front, the war in Ukraine, unless we have a miracle or one side overwhelmingly defeats the other, is not going to end anytime soon. The conflict in Serbia, which has been brewing now for months, is liable to explode into gunplay. There's a whole set of, shall we call, lesser conflicts, Moldavia, Romania, and their Russian-leaning neighbors. Africa is a hotbed of genocide, revolution, coup d'etats. South America, at least the northern part of South America, is becoming less peaceful. The recent move by Venezuela to take over Guyana for their oil resources, of course, is just an indication. And the Mideast deal is not likely to end soon either. You have thousands of years of enmity 
and competition for the land, which has accelerated and been accentuated and been exacerbated by all the events since the formation of the Israeli state in 1947 and 48. Whether or not this leads to a direct conflict with Iran remains to be seen, but something between Iran and the United States, precipitated perhaps by Iran's proxies like the Houthis attacking a U.S. warship successfully, could be one of those black swan events. You have the recent meeting in San Francisco, which was a joke. They cleaned up the city for the meeting, and then it went back to its usual decaying filth. Between Biden and Xi from China was telling. Xi told Biden in no uncertain terms that Taiwan will be, that was his words, will be repatriated and brought back into Chinese folds. Not it might be, not we'd like it to be, but it will be. I'm sure Biden had some clever comeback to that on one of his cue cards, which he probably couldn't find. So the Taiwan problem, particularly as we run up to the elections, America's diverted, there's all sorts of politics at play, could be one of those black swan events. You're going to see more drum beating on the various treaties at the UN, like the Small Arms Treaty, and the various edicts and 2030 and 2050 agendas of the WEF, and on the pandemic control that the WHO wants to exercise in sole total dominion of all the other countries on the planet Earth. And you have these outfits being financed by heavyweight globalists such as Zuckerberg, Gates, Rockefellers, you name it. And then, of course, you have the frenzy, the hoopla-la, the fear-mongering, just like COVID, of climate change. You know, we're all going to incinerate in six months, or six years, or nine years, or who knows how long, but the end is soon. Soon we will be nothing but human french fries, folks. And you will see all sorts of control grabs by government in the name of climate change, you know, to keep us safe. And then, of course, we have the election, 2024. You're going to see more and more cries for paper ballots. You're going to see at least some local jurisdictions switch to paper ballots. In the end, we will not get this election system fixed until we get off the machines. That's where most, not all, but most of the dirty games are being played. And along those lines, unless you are disabled and you can prove it with proper ID, and I think that the Democrats, or should I say the Democratic Marxists, are gearing up the extensive and pervasive and systemic voter fraud, which was successful for them in 2020, particularly in 2022, quite a bit, but a little bit less so because people's eyes were partially opened in 24. And there's things that we're going to talk about on future shows that we can do individually and collectively to try and at least minimize the election fraud damage. And you're going to see a ramp up in censorship. I mean, you can already hear the cries on the left. So we got to stop this disinformation, this misinformation, this and that and the other. You know, same old, same old. <laughs> Cry me a river, please, left side. But all this ties in with the upcoming election. And there is a possibility, I want you to kind of listen to me carefully here, that neither Biden nor Trump will be president and that neither of them will run. Trump, because of the legal problems that he's facing, Biden because he might tip over any day, and he's obviously not capable of being president of the United States, nor is he capable of campaigning. He wasn't capable of campaigning back in 2020, a la, that's why he stayed in the basement. Now, who will emerge to take their respective positions, or the position of Biden if Trump runs, or the position of Trump? I don't know. The Democrats don't have a deep bench. The Republicans do. And by Republicans, I should say conservatives. You have the wild card of RFK Jr. running as an independent. There are many things I like about RFK Jr., many. But there's some things I don't like. For instance, his quasi-backing of certain types of reparations in certain areas. 
On the other hand, I love the fact that he hates the deep state. Let's face it, his uncle was dispatched by the deep state and his father was killed by the deep state. This guy has an axe to grind, a grudge to settle. I like that. Because unless you get people like he and Trump in office, who not only are doing it for the sake of America and for the sake of Americans, but because they are personally committed because they've been personally attacked and personally wounded, you are not going to dismantle the deep state. You are not going to cut the 4.4 whatever million it is employees at the federal level down to one and a half or two million or whatever the number is to make government streamlined, efficient, and cost-effective, even though when it comes to government, those terms are for the most part, oxymorons. Watch with interest any new names that surface on either the Democrat or the Republican side or on the independent bench, which is where RFK is running. This election can go a whole bunch of different ways, folks. And for all, please, don't believe the polls. This election is going to come down to your involvement, your commitment, your vote, and the sanctity of your vote. Polls are psyops. Go back and listen to my history of polls, history of the polling industry on the right side radio.com and i wish all of you the happiest new year weekend family friends some fun and perhaps a little bit of reflection over the year past and the year upcoming and what you can do to save america we're out of time this is reed lance rosenthal on the right side radio remember look in the mirror repeat after me and repeat it with conviction i will muster i will stand i will not comply i will never give in i will never stop fighting I will join with those in these United States and around the globe who love freedom as I do, and we will win. Oh, yes, we will. Keep the wind at your back. I'll talk to you next week. Please remember, if you've missed any shows, go to ontherightsideradio.com. Click on Show Archives, and you'll find all of Reed's shows and a terrific array of informative articles, videos, and reference pages. We look forward to seeing you here again next week for another episode of On the Right Side Radio with Reed Lance Rosenthal.